Persevering. Dark Nights. Where are the birds? The predators are out, but they're keeping a low profile. I can't read the stars, so I'm without a map. And just feel the night calling me to sit a while. This is the darkest night I have known. And I am melting into it. Being carried to oblivion. If I am allowed one prayer, even if I don't believe a word of it, I pray the dawn is coming and the birds remember to sing. The journey isn't fair. One of the surest truths about this journey is that it's not fair. It's as unfair as a woman trying to get pregnant for 15 years while a 15-year-old gets pregnant by mistake. It's as unfair as a child getting cancer or war taking a civilian's life. It's as unfair as being judged by the color of your skin or the scarf on your head. At one time or another, all of us have said, it's not fair. I know it's crossed my mind when people get something I think they don't deserve. It can be caused by something as ridiculous as getting passed over in line or not having my child picked to take a turn. When I become distracted on the journey by just how unfair it is, I remember a mantra I heard as a child, delivered by my widowed mother raising five children. Who promised you fair, my mother would say. And if she was in a bad mood, she might add, you might as well get the suitcase from the hall closet and move if you're looking for fair. Now, in my role as director of Magdalene, I find myself repeating that mantra. One woman will get an overnight pass, another will receive her stipend sooner, and someone fairly new to the program will call me and complain. It's not fair. Sounding more like my mother than I ever dreamed possible, I snap back. Who promised you fair? We said we would do the best we can for you, and that is all. And if I'm in a bad mood, I may add, you might as well get your suitcase and move because it's not going to be fair. It's not a bad phrase to carry with us on the road. Although it's not a tender expression, it helps us to accept all the manifestations of God's love that we encounter. Everyone, having been made in the image of God, is the beloved child of God. The prostitute, the tax collector, the priest, the good neighbor. Everyone is no more or no less than every other child of God. The part that feels unfair to some is that there is no economy of salvation, where points are earned and rewards given. But think about it. How well would any of us do if God's grace were in proportion to our works and beliefs? When we complain that the world isn't fair, what we really need to ask ourselves is this. Why would we begrudge God's generosity toward anybody else in the world? And why would others begrudge God's forgiveness of us? Thank God the world isn't fair. In the winter of 2005, one of the women in Magdalene went to court in one of the most serious charges we have ever faced as a community. She grew up in a culture where she had to fend for herself, where no one had taught her to read, and where she had been molested. She was a prostitute in an attic before her 16th birthday. One evening, in a haze outside a crack house, a horrible scene unfolded. 
In the midst of a fight, a man was shot and she was charged. After living in the Magdalene community for almost a year, the woman was convicted of second-degree murder. She had landed in a new world, and now that world was going to sort out justice. She had been part of a system of betrayal and abuse where guilt and innocence were so obscure that they seemed to make no sense. At her sentencing, she was surrounded by a community of women who had lived with her and helped her fight her case. The judge ruled that she would serve no time. He sentenced her to eight years of probation and allowed her to continue to live another year in Magdalene in a home that is striving to show that love is the most powerful force for change in this world. It was overwhelming to watch in that moment as the scales of justice broke and all that was left was a woman standing before God in gratitude. Sometimes the journey to hither and yon seems like one step forward and two steps back. It's moving toward love with courage and then being willing to surrender. It's moving towards silence and then abandoning it to speak out. It's moved towards believing we can fly and then letting ourselves fall. It is relying on faith while knowing that faith alone isn't enough. Only our hope, finally, is that we will forget where we are in lying long enough to help our brothers and sisters get ahead. Helpful hints for persevering. Be willing to abandon old images of God that keep us from growing in the Spirit. The walk towards faith is noble. To abandon it and be a cynic is an easier path, but it doesn't seem to lead anywhere. A prayer to keep going. I am ready to keep climbing even though the mountain is steep. And I am willing to keep searching even though the clouds are thick. And I am able to keep praying even though the words are flat. Take these offerings, my Lord, and use them. So that I am surprised by what happens when I reach the top and the clouds part. Amen.